Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Rivers fascinate us. From the first river that exited Eden to water the earth, to the Rhine in Europe, the Amazon in South America, the mighty Mississippi in North America, rivers fascinate us. But no river captures our attention and imagination like the Jordan. Never has there been a river so emblematic of life and faith, truth and hope. It begins in the snowmelt of Mount Hermon, flows south into the Sea of Galilee, follows a treacherous winding course south of Galilee, and then dies in the Dead Sea at the lowest surface point on earth. The Jordan is one of the shortest rivers in the world, but to be so small, it has such a profound history. No, I'm not here to give you a geography lesson, except to say this river was the boundary at one time between bondage and freedom, the line between living second best or living in the land of promise. On the one side of that river was desert. On the other side was a land flowing with milk and honey. Yes, that river marked a new phase of existence for God's people. Let us pass over that river. You have to get over to the other side. You have to make it through the wilderness to get into the Canaan's land. I'm not here again to give you a geography lesson, but maybe a little theology, that what God calls into existence, it shall be, that you and I can make it through this season of life. And that's the sense we speak of today, of crossing over, of moving beyond the pain, of moving beyond the treachery, the betrayal, and the heartbreak, of crossing over how I got over. Hello, this is Ken Gurley. Thank you for being a part of the Daily Devotion family. I do want to make an announcement today. We are so enthused about it. Our next book, it's a derivative from the book on prayer. It's called Blessed. 90 Days to Change Your World. It's about the life of Obedidim and how the Ark of the Covenant rested in his house for 90 days and transformed everything about it. I would love for you to have a copy of this book. You can find it on one of our websites, kengurley.com, or the Pentecostal Publishing House website. Please get a copy of it, and I hope it's a tremendous blessing to you. How I Got over. The opposition is great. Come on, let's admit it. The going gets tough. Jeremiah was troubled. Bad times had come to Jerusalem. He cried out to God with the question we've all asked, why do the wicked prosper? I mean, why did the casino and the bar and the dance hall survive, but churches and homes got destroyed in the fire? Why did the criminal running from the law survive, but the person they ran into in a car crash did not? Why did a missionary perish, but a warlord or a drug lord survive? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why are those people who are the most faithful to God, why do they go through some of the greatest storms and trials and, yes, rivers in all of their lives. Why, God? Why do the wicked prosper? 
I will not go down in the Preacher's Hall of Fame for what I'm about to say, but I'm just going to say it. God has this habit, and sometimes it's an infuriating habit, of answering my questions with a question of his own. Do you remember when the Pharisees and scribes questioned Jesus, he would often ask them a question in response. So when Jeremiah asked God a question, why God? Why do the wicked prosper? Why is everyone else seemingly on the blessing lottery and your people get marginalized? What's the deal, God? God came back with two questions of his own in Jeremiah 12, 5. If you've run with the footman and you're getting tired, how are you going to contend with the cavalry? If you've not done well in the land of peace, if that's wearied you, what are you going to do in the swelling of the River Jordan? If you grow weary, Jeremiah, jogging with the footman, how are you going to make it galloping with the horses? If you can't trust me when things are going suitably. How are you going to trust me when flood tide hits? God is saying, why are you asking me about the wicked prospering? What I'm asking you is, if you can't overcome in these times, how are you going to make it when the times get really bad? I do know the opposition is fears. Do you remember what caused those children of Israel who perished in the wilderness to turn back from crossing over? One word, giants. Notice the plurality there. Not one giant, several giants. Not a little opposition, giant opposition. To cross Jordan, you won't float your way to victory. You will fight your way to victory. There are giants in the land. The writer of Hebrews said that we should not be like those people who turned back when they heard about the giants. Fast forward a few centuries when a man after God's own heart faced off with the remnants of one of those old giants. He slew Goliath, and along came some mighty men after him to slay the rest of the giants. David slew Goliath. Perfect love cast out all fear. Then along comes David's nephew, Abishai. His name means I'm smaller than everybody else. He squares off against a giant named Ishbibinab. I dwell in the heights. Abishai slew Ishbibina. Humility overthrows pride all day, every day. Then comes another giant slayer by the name of Sibikai. His name means revelation, and he faces a giant named Saf, hypocrisy or two-facedness. Sibikai defeated Saf because revelation always crumbles hypocrisy. Then along comes another giant slayer named Elhanan whose name means graciousness. And he comes up against a giant named Lami or selfishness. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Elhanan defeats Lami. Graciousness always trumps selfishness. Then Jonathan comes along and he faces an unnamed giant whose only distinguishing feature beside his height is that he had six fingers on each hand. He had six toes on each foot. That's interesting because where five is the number of grace, six is the number of man in Scripture. Jonathan, a gift from God, defeats the spirit of the age. I guess what I'm trying to say and what all of these allusions to giant slayers have said 
is God will give you the victory no matter what your opposition. The opposition may be great, but others have succeeded. Others have crossed over. Yes, they did. Do you remember being in school and they would take a roll to find out who was present? Can I do a little roll call of faith? I want to borrow from Hebrews 11. You have those ancient heroes. There's Abel, Enoch, Noah. They made it over. What about Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, and Joseph? They made it over. Moses made it. The judges did. The prophets and martyrs made it. What about Jesus? He made it. I can hear the Lord say in Mark 4, let us pass over unto the other side. And those disciples in a boat, even though they went through a storm, they made it over. You and I are going to go through storms, but we will pass over to the other side because he is in our boat and we are a child of God. We have him on the inside of our life. He's at work in us, through us, and for us. Someone said, if you don't know who you are, read the first two chapters of Ephesians. Just open the book and start claiming your identity. I mean, chapter one, verse one, I'm called a saint. I'm called faithful. I have grace from our Lord. I have peace from our Lord. I have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I've been chosen in him before the foundation of the world. I've been made holy in him. I have been made blameless in him. I am loved by God. I've been adopted into his family according to the good pleasure of his will. And I'm only five verses in to the opening two chapters. Let me just mention a few more. I'm accepted. I have redemption through his blood. I have forgiveness of sins. I have an inheritance. I've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I, you, we have been raised together with Christ, made to sit in heavenly places. I am his workmanship, his masterpiece. I've been created to do good works, foreordained to walk in good works. You get the picture. That's who you are in the Lord. You are an overcomer through Christ Jesus. How I got over. Examine that just a moment. I got over knowing who I was. I got over following a great God. I got over with a little help from friends, brothers, and sisters. I got over with refusing to give up refusing to be bowed and cowed by the enemy, but saying, God, you're going to see me through. We're going to pass over to the other side. We're going to get across this great divide. When you hear the storm winds howl, when you see the lightning crash, when the earth shakes and the oceans rise, remember the passage in Isaiah 43 too. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they're not going to overflow you. I know there are some things in life that it seems impossible to get over. The loss of a loved one, tragedy, the trial of losing so much. But here's what I know. When you can't get over, the Jordan River teaches us this. You can get through. Because God parted not just the Red Sea. He opened the waters of the Jordan River. When you can't get over, you can get through through. Come on, folks. 
it's testimony time. It's time to testify how I got over or how I got through, that God is going to see you through because you are an overcomer. All this week, we've been talking about overcoming. And I believe that the Lord has a special blessing for each and every one of you. In referencing the book that is out today, Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World, I think about the life of Obadiah, disenfranchised, marginalized, had a widow maker parked in his home. But the Ark of the Covenant transformed everything about Obadiah's house. This is what God wants to do in your life. He wants to transform you. He wants to take the seemingly ordinary trials and difficulties you go through and transform them into the purest of gold. He wants to transform you, everything you have, but he also wants to transform your family and the generations and give you a posterity and a legacy that is par excellence. God can do this. He can get you over and you can overcome. So if you would like, please go to KenGurley.com. You can find a link to the new book, Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World, or to the Pentecostal Publishing House. Their website is PentecostalPublishingHouse.com and find the book there as well. I hope you like it. It was a lot of work, but I am enthused about it. I want to see you blessed. I want to see you overcome. I want to see you get over. God bless. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.